you doing? What's up? Not much, bro. Welcome to Road Sodas. Welcome. I am one of your hosts, Ben Warden. And I'm one of your hosts, Ben Warden. And I'm one of your hosts, Ben Warden. And what we do here is we uh, sort of tell stories that are things that we did. Or people that our mothers dated, maybe. Maybe. That could happen. Kind of weird to bring that up. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry about it. I didn't, I didn't mean to, uh, to spoil anything. We will, we will never talk about anyone my mother has dated ever again until five minutes from now. Exactly. Yeah. Before we uh, get into the the main story, yeah, well, what we're gonna do here is we're gonna we're gonna hit you with a little correspondence first, which is James and I emailing each other in weird prose. We've been doing it for years, years and years, and we never really addressed why we started writing as if we were Civil War soldiers writing home to our dearest Martha. But we did, and we kept it up, and then continued to never address it. And, you know, we'd slip into other period-appropriate grammar and and, and writing styles as well, but uh, uh, we, we just amassed a number of these over the years. So we're going to read them to each other, back to each other, but we're going to be reading from the, the receiver is going to be reading the letter, not the writer. That way, you get to hear how we read it in our heads, even though we we obviously we we know the writer very well, but it's it always comes out a bit a bit different. Yeah, we're reading each other's words, as we would hope that you are are wishing us or wishing each other good tidings and good cheer, merriment. Yeah. Then after that, we get into a main story or stories. We like to call the main soda. Sometimes the main meat. Yeah. Uh, main meat, uh, somehow non-theme uh, appropriate for the name, but I... It's appropriate for the attendees. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, we uh, we tell the main story, we dick around some more, get into another quick rotating segment, and then uh, you're back to folding laundry or driving home from work or whatever you were doing. We can go about our, our business. Yeah, well, you know, it really has, has kept us going uh, in the, in this time apart. I know, I know we sound very well, but uh, we, are, we are not close to each other currently. Yeah, nor are we well. Although, in the immediate, I'm coming at you from an elevated state, if that wasn't obvious. Well, have a, have a soda for me, and I'll have three sodas for you. My man, I hurt my back today. Ooh. So. Is that upper back or lower back? It's always lower back, right? It always was. Now this one's mid-back, which Ooh, is... Ooh, mid-back. Not encouraging. I don't like that it's you know moving and you know charging towards my brain, but it is off center. It seems to be more fleeing towards my armpit. Mm. I don't know. It, it got lost in the lats. It didn't stay on on the spine. You need a good back crack. That's what it is. Or you need a teeter hang up. Do do some inversion therapy. Yeah, I need someone to just come and just beat the shit out of me just in one spot. Well, why don't you come out here? <laughs> we'll we'll do that. Maybe I will. Maybe on Monday I'll do that. <laughs> And to you guys, that that hasn't that has already happened. It's not, <laughs> yeah. That is not the future. That's true. Yeah. Uh, when you're hearing this, I will already have been in Boston, and you fucked up and missed it. I'm sorry. And then you may hear us doing this in the same room again. Whatever. Yeah. Probably. Maybe with yeah. guests. Is that too ambitious? That is ambitious. That's very ambitious. Well, speaking of ambition, let's get to some correspondence. This is to me. From me. From Jimbo, which means I'm going to be reading it. This particular correspondence was entitled, Myriad Guys, No Dudes, and was sent September 18th, 2018, and it goes thusly. Dear Sir, First of all, my sincerest apologies about my terrible fantasy football advice. I would like to say something like, I was operating with the best available knowledge at the time, but that is bullshit. I know better than to draft any Steeler first overall, whether it be Bell, Brown, Buss, or a rapist. I am proud that you look to me for advice in the most trivial of matters, and it brings me great shame to watch that advice go down in metaphorical flames, crash into a metaphorical city killing trillions of metaphorical people. Metaphorical governments blaming their enemies and rushing into war with ulterior motives while the metaphorical underground preaches conspiracy and dissent. Metaphorical generations growing up with the wool pulled over their eyes, not knowing the real truth. Tragedy. I write to you from a sky chariot bound for the Rio Carlos Basin. My father, brother, and I just took in three baseball contests, two National League and one Federal League. 
The level of idiocy alive in the stands of America's ball yards is comforting. The blunt racism of San Diego fans, the irrational mind-bending volume of Anaheim, and the unrelenting droll that is anything but baseball in Dodger Stadium. Seriously, dudes in San Diego talking about how wide Shin Su Chu can open his eyes, the loudest man in a sea of silence at LAA, and vegan-slash-gluten-free-slash-purebred-slash-low-carbon-yoga-pants discussion for hours on end. I got one more ball game this year. Socks O's, Fenway, next Tuesday. Many Evan Williams nips and sunflower seeds will be smuggled. As always with my time out west, I pine for the east. I crave that unrelenting disdain for all other life. I am a short American graffiti and half of Rushmore away from paradise. This marks my last travels before the big one. I've been doing my best to get ready, imbibing heavily in public, voting Republican and disparaging all other races slash ethnicities. I'll do my best to rope Papa into the training, but like the Sundance Kid, you know he goes his own way. Nevertheless, nevertheless, we ready, and would just as soon push fast forward if the concept of non-linear time could be plausibly explained. I miss you dearly and cannot wait to be enveloped in your musk. Chacharito. <laughs> uh. So there's some gold in there, but real quick, I want to I want to jump on the one uh, possibly problematic sounding sentence where James says that he was going to be imbibing heavily public voting Republican and disparaging all other races and ethnicities. That's because we were about to uh, at the end of the year we went on a, a trip to New Orleans around Thanksgiving for my my birthday, and so we're we're mocking he's mocking the South. He's not. <laughs> yeah. This, well, I mean, sometimes I do those things. But not all together all the time. <laughs> Here's a shovel, man. Just go. Let's get to dig it. <laughs> exactly. Ah, Biss. That was a couple years ago. I uh, selfishly asked my two friends to come to New Orleans for my birthday at the end of the year, and we had a blast. And yes. uh, yeah, and I always, I always, I always go to you. I still do go to you for uh, fantasy football tidings. That's because usually. You're going against Papa, and uh, you know I, I can I can like trickle out information from him sometimes. Well, not only am I going against Papa, I don't know dick about anybody, or you know, barely football in general. Yeah, neither do I. That's why I tell you to draft, you know, guys <laughs> guys that you know sit out the whole year. Or get I have I have been consistently good at having like my first two picks either get suspended for the whole season or like break their leg game one, and it's just like fuck yeah. Yeah, but I'm gonna start charging for that privilege. Here's a, here's a, here's a fun hack fantasy football joke. Give me twenty bucks and I'll pick your least favorite freaking quarterback there as my first draft, and then he'll fucking uh, you know snap his legs in half or something. Uh, I I like that because it implies that the actions that we do like carry weight with others, and it's absolutely true. I mean, you know, all all the the surfaces that I touch during an Eagles game increases their chances of victory. Yeah. No, we've had effects before. We put Pepsi in the Coke can. We divided yeah. by zero. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. That's irrational. Yeah. But yeah, so that's uh, that's part one of Correspondence. Part two actually happened before part one, and that's why we did it this way. And this was from <laughs> Ben to me. Uh, subject line, Beefy Tidings. And it was sent on May the 3rd, 2017. My most mainest of mans... Many weeks have passed since my last correspondence. Lately, I've found myself engaged in goat herding, the building of a chicken coop, coitus, JJP maintenance, and long-distance biking. This has unfortunately been thoroughly distracting from my East Coast updates. I've done some traveling for work and so far have gone to Edmonton, Canada. Not once, but twice. In case you were thinking about going to Edmonton, instead, just go stand in a walk-in freezer in Dover, Delaware. You'll get the same experience, without the accent. As the weather remains stagnant there, I fondly think of the warming that the Oaken Square has surely undergone in the past weeks. My pale calves long for shorts and porch beers, but alas, I am stuck with eternal pants and everlasting couch beers. Any news on the Germany work? I am planning on doing a late summer slash early fall trip to Boston, but I want to make sure you'll be there. Yours in pork. Bentholomon, Gnarl, Squirrelden. There it is. Yeah, that that was a tough name to pronounce. Yeah, I don't know where the the Bentholmen thing came from. Like when I saw that today, I was like, 
Who the fuck would? That's not. That's not funny. <laughs> it was funny <laughs> at the time. Oh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. Was it a reference to something that I'm just like, not even I'm getting, even though I wrote it. You know, hearing some of the stuff that I wrote in my email, I was like, I can't write that good. That wasn't me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's 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 some great stuff. Yeah, like I, I'll read yours. I'll read mine. And be like, damn, you're like I'd forgotten about the uh, you expanding on the the advice going down in flames. The metaphor, yeah, yeah, like just like you know carrying it over to just the war in Iraq, basically. <laughs> I mean, just or or any sort of you know dystopian uh, uh, fascist government, if you could believe such a thing. Yeah, well, that's that's what you know. I believe my fantasy football advice will lead to. <laughs> I mean, we're here, aren't we? Yeah. Who's to say whose fault that is? That's true. That's that's very, very true. And I, I did end up going to work in Germany and it sucked. I it was it, I imagine like working in Edmonton, except where they didn't speak English. Yeah, they do at least speak English in Edmonton. Not well, but like it sounds funny when they do it. And uh they're not really good they're not really good at selling Edmonton as a concept. Ah, they're Canadians. They're not good at selling anything. Well, they sold other parts of Canada to me to the extent that, like, I got there, I had, like, three days there in February, or no, it was, yeah, February or March or something, so it was cold as hell. It was, like, you know, 30 below. Yeah, I got there on the first day, finished up work, and so I was like, all right, I, I, I'll ask the, the woman who ran the lab, who's about my age, I was like, hey, uh, what should I do in Edmonton for the next two days? Because th- there were no earlier flights. It's Edmonton. I mean, it's, it's tiny. And uh, she was like, Oh, you, uh, normally we got a lot of art. We got a lot of art up here, but uh, oh, you know it's too cold, too cold for yeah. the art. So uh, you can't you can't have art if it's if it's below below freezing. The, yeah, the art freezes, and uh, I'm going Irish for some reason. I don't know, but uh, she was like, uh, "Have you been to the mall?" Because I'm sticking with the Irish thing, and and I was just like, "Yeah, I've been to the, the Edmonton is the biggest mall in North America." Because they, it's basically they were just like, I'm cold. What if we built a giant thing that's indoors? Well, you gotta nip down to that mall there and uh, get them jeans. You oh know, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta get, get, get my denim. I only, I only got three denim on right now. I need five. <laughs> I went Irish too. Just <laughs> it's for you. fun. It was supportive. It's fun. Uh, and then I was like, Yeah, I've been to that. So she's like, Oh, uh, you could rent a car and uh, go to Banff. And I was like, Banff. She, she was like. Yeah, it's about a six-hour drive each way. And I was like, all right, so what do you think I'm doing? In March, I'm in dress shoes. Your best advice for Edmonton is to rent a car and then spend 12 hours in it. Yeah, driving, half of it driving away from the place that you are. Yeah, I guess in a day. And then I looked at a map to confirm what I already thought. Banff is right outside of Calgary. So visiting Banff from Edmonton would be like... Flying to Boston to visit the Statue of Liberty. Just like, no, there's like a closer, bigger place to go that is known for for that thing. Mm -hmm. So Banff is a national park for the people who don't give a shit about that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not us mispronouncing the acronym badass motherfucker. Yeah, it's Canada naming something B-A-N-F-F? Yeah, double F's. Do we need that other F after an N? Yeah, absolutely. Triple consonant. <laughs> it's it's a great word score if you're doing proper nouns in your Scrabble games. Fair but usually enough. You shouldn't. You really shouldn't. Banff could. Uh, you could. I feel like you could argue Banff is an onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. You see it and you're just like Banff. Ah. <laughs> Ow! Look at them rocks. That's all. <laughs> Banff. Looking out at a beautiful, beautiful valley with the sunset, and just go. Oh man. Bam! <laughs> well, I, if you go to Edmonton, please, please, uh, we urge our listeners to drive out of Edmonton and go to Banff. Banff! Nice. And, yeah, I think that, that piece of art will take us to our, our main soda. Let's do it. Which is an interesting topic for us this week, because it's neither, like, something that we did or or that, you know, we, we, we sought out. It's just a person that kind of crossed into our lives at different points. And, you know, his mention uh, actually kind of started the whole ball rolling on this podcast. And I'm allowed to say it's a he, right? Big time. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, why don't you lead off? Because I think chronologically, I think you... You met this person before I did. Yeah, 
Uh, so in the springs and falls of the 70s, in a little town called Newark, Delaware, my parents and my uncle and a bunch of friends of, of all of those people went to the University of Delaware. One specifically, though, was a friend of my Uncle Rich. And I, I say that with a question mark because I, you know, I haven't actually done the fact checking on this. I don't really know how other than texting my uncle and I'm not ready to do that yet. Uh, but this guy went to college with my uncle and... Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. He, they went to the same college according to... Uh, well, my uncle doesn't have any anything that says he went to college online, but Clownlink has this man as going to the University of Delaware. Gotta love Clownlink, man! It's the hottest website. Is it? Is it dot net? I think is it Clownlink dot net? <laughs> I, you know, the big red Clownlink at the top really distracted me from the the <laughs> suffix of of that web address. Uh, but yeah, I I know you checked Clownlink before this. Oh, yeah. I had to. Yeah, it, it's uh, it should be clownlink.fart. I think that's a missed opportunity. Yeah, you know, if you have anything that's that's clown related, it has to end in dot fart. It's the rule of SNL from 1995. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this man ended up becoming a clown. Uh, Clownlink has him learning his clownish ways and and the art of clowning in college. Not in clown college. He did go to a clown college, but while he was in college is where he learned his clownish ways. Is that, do you think they call that secular college? And then they have like, like what do they call the civilian world when once you're in the clown? Oh, they're Gentiles. <laughs> yeah, everyone's a Gentile to a clown. It's just, it's just the same term. Yeah, they're all infidels. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And... Clown Link also, you know, has has this guy being in the army, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know. He never came across as an army guy to me. Only because really the the only time I saw him before our third part of the, of this like biography was at my cousin's birthday party. My 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 cousin who is the son of my uncle Rich, uh, Matt was having it was probably like a fifth or sixth birthday party. Like the kind you get a clown for, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Plus it was it was like the late 90s. And I, I don't know how many, I, I haven't been to a whole lot of children's birthdays recently. So I don't know if you still get a clown or a guy dressed up as Spider-Man and just, you know, he does like a 10 minute act. It's just uh, Spider-Man comes out. Yeah, he does a tight five, and then he just does the Fortnite dances. <laughs> then he sprays silly string, like that's it. Yeah, and then and then he explains to all the parents that are you know at this point not much older than us. Uh, he explains to them what TikTok is or was or is is and was. Yeah, was not was not was. Yeah, and I I remember this this like performance as being pretty good because it was on a screened in porch. And at one point he was he was on a fucking unicycle. And I mean he didn't do a tight 5. It felt like he he did like a solid set, like a, a headliner set. Like they they said, you know, you you got a half an hour, but if you want to run long, you know, you got some A material or some some experimental stuff that you're trying to work out, like go for it, dude. And he made everybody a balloon animal or a balloon sword or a balloon gun as I'm sure I asked for. But him being on that unicycle in that screen in porch, it was just fucking impressive. I have to say, like, the, that's my one takeaway is, you know, I didn't know what Clown College was. I thought it was like some bit the Simpsons were doing. But apparently Clown College is real. This this person went there and he got really good. I don't, I don't know if he knew how to unicycle before, but like he, he knew how to do it in a tight space and like acrobatically. Yeah. Now, uh. A little time after that birthday party, my mom was part of a, well, I'll just say it, she was part of a ski team. Uh, people are going to be able to put this together if they know us, and uh, we're not making fun of anyone. We're just saying that this was an interesting character to meet. And on the ski team, there was uh, this guy that she ended up dating for, I, I think, a few years. I've never really talked to her about it, and I was eight-ish. or And it turns out he's a, he's a clown. 
he's a fucking professional clown and uh, which is which was at when you're eight that's like the coolest time for your mom to be dating a clown and uh you know he just do like magic tricks and shit and you're eight so you're just like fuck yeah like i don't know exactly what's going on here but this this is cool i like this as a as something to be around i think he performed at maybe me or my sister's birthday party i don't really know and then cut to a couple years after that he is now uh he and my mom are no longer dating but still friends and i'm now getting some really good ribbing from my friends for my mom having dated a clown uh which is nice at this point i don't know when exactly the order was but he performed he's performed at the white house at this point um he's i, I believe so he certainly has at some point i think it was before then he uh runs a dojo for an unnamed form of martial arts that we won't say because then we're just getting way too fucking specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could you could connect the dots by martial arts and clown. Yeah, he uh he's got a trained dog as part of his bit. I remember him having a trained dog. That was very fun because uh, when the phone would ring, but back back when freaking phones when you had a, a freaking house line, when the freaking phone would ring, the dog would go get you the the dead old phone and bring it to you. Yeah, that's only if you have the cordless or like that nice long stretchy uh, accordion. You ever go to a you you remember like landlines that just had like the cord that was too short? Ah, that shit was the worst. And then you turned ten and everyone had a cell phone. It was amazing. Yep, I remember. I always hated when the curly cords. There'd be that one loop that went the wrong way Mm -hmm. and fucked up the symmetry. And you have to force it all the way all the way back. Yep. No, you just twist it once. Like it, it fixes itself. Well, that's the other infuriating part is that until you figure that out, you are just shoving, like you're just uncrimping it along the whole way, and you're just like, God damn it, this sucks. And then you're like 10 and you figure it out, and you're like, Motherfucker, there was a quick way. Yep. But I digress. The aforementioned Newark um, is the town next to where we grow up. Pretty close to, not pretty close, but slightly closer to, to James's side of town. Uh, but. I probably went there more than the downtown of, of Elkton just because Elkton doesn't really have a downtown. It has an Acme, or it did. Now, it, it might now at this point. I don't know. They had a hospital. Newark didn't have one of those, like, downtown. That's true. I was born at that hospital. Yeah, I was not. I was born at the one in Newark, Delaware. Oh, nice. But, yeah, so we had mentioned that the University of Delaware is in this town, and... One thing that the townies do as soon as, like, the semester ends and, like, they're sure that most of the kids have left for the summer is everybody kind of freaks out and they shut down Main Street. And all the restaurants have, like, tables set out. And they're giving out free food. All the bars are just packed full of full of people. Probably, you know, some college kids sticking around and whatnot. But, like, really, it's this one's for the townies. And... Sometimes, you know, there's an election going on, too. And so, there, you know, there's guys with picket signs and shit and stickers and buttons handing, handing all that shit out. But, like, it's nice and it's fun and it's festive. It's the closest thing that we had to, like, a fair. Yeah, other than the county fair. This felt, like, a little more refined. Yeah. This this was just like, hey, we can close down a street in the middle of town for an entire night and just have people wander around. Yeah. yeah it's fun. But it's also not a rednecky big mess in a field, which I love. But, like, because it was all on a street, it kind of, it, it really felt, uh, I mean, definitely not urban, but less, less, uh, less, less rural. It was, it was still pretty rednecky though. I, yeah. I must yeah. say. It, well, white trashy. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was, de- oh, it was definitely trashy. But, I mean, you know, they, I'm, I'm not sure, like, if they have paid performers there or, I know they have, like, bands at either end of the street. I know in Roller Coaster Tycoon, you have to hire performers. Like, they don't just, like, show up and shit. Uh, but, I don't know, there was there was a dude on stilts, just with a super soaker, you know, spraying kids. Back when you could get away with shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's coming by, and he's on some big-ass stilts. Uh, it's like his, you can, it's where his actual feet are is probably higher than our heads. And uh, he's just like, oh, hey, what's up, Ben? And I was like, oh, man, it's uh, it's our old friend, the clown, who at that point, I don't think I I think that was when James and I realized we both knew the same clown. No, I, I didn't realize that, you know, that was the same clown until like well, well after. 
Oh, nice. I mean, one one thing that I did, you you did like pull me aside towards the end of the night, and you're like, "Ha, ah, my mom dated that clown." <laughs> I, mean, and I was like, "It's it's cool, man. I I don't care." Yeah, but like, what a cool sentence to get to say. <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, he's a super nice guy. He, he, uh, like, he, you know, volunteers and performs, like, routines that are mostly for children. Obviously, I mean, he's a clown, but he does, like, some educational stuff at schools. Uh, but, it's yeah, it's just very funny that, like, there was, like, a, what well, feels like a fairly, light, like, length, like, a couple of years uh, amount of time uh, where there was just a clown who would come over and have dinner sometimes and be, like, doing all sorts of goofy sleight of hand and he could i mean he could juggle really well i don't know uh, he was he was not much of a tumbler but that's because i didn't see him tumble much he was yeah. always he was always like you know a master of balance which i'm sure helps him with the martial arts too yeah i wonder if he has tried to combine you know if he had like a like a weird you know kind of kind of like a, a hangover trip and was just like can I combine my discipline of martial arts and unicycling in some way? Can I have some sort of martial unicycle? You know, it 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 might be a tough sell at first, but once it catches on, it catches on. Man, the kids are going to love it. Well, the problem is that to do martial arts, you need people around you. And if you're on a unicycle in, in general, unless you're actually performing, no one's around you. No one wants to be around that guy. That's just not a good guy to be. Yeah, okay. I guess so. We need to add some yo-yos somewhere. Yeah, or like jousting. I'd watch that. Not like a not not like violent, you know, foam foam tip the the the, the lances, but just like make that a you know they had like the inflatable boxing rings. Yeah. Like the moon bounce boxing ring and you put on the giant like 3 foot long gloves. Just make make me that, except it's based around unicycles and jousting. All right. Yeah. The state sport of Maryland. Yeah. Regular jousting. But. No, unicycle jousting is. We could, we the, need to get it amended. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, we were the first state to pick a state sport when we picked jousting, which was stupid because they were all available. Uh, well, <laughs> in the time when you go to jousting first, do you think they were all available? I don't think many of them have been invented yet. Dude, I thought that too, and then I went and looked it up. They picked it in the 60s. Yes, the 1760s. <laughs> uh, that's probably yeah. why I couldn't look it up. They didn't have the they didn't have the internet back then, so they didn't write it down. Well, they were like, uh, it's between jousting and town ball. The town ball <laughs> is different in every town. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, jousting or just not dying. Yeah. And we're, hey, and we're not good at the second one. <laughs> I mean, we have a team sport too. We do, but it's it's it, you know it's just hey, you need money and basically to to be from here to to play this. Yeah, high buy-in. Uh, not even necessarily in gear, just in pretentiousness and douchebaggity. Uh, like you know those black like calf length socks. <laughs> yeah, and I guess lacrosse wands uh, probably like any type of gear get get pretty. Ex- We're making fun of lacrosse for those not in the know. Lax. Lax, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I changed out my net, uh, and I swapped out my stick. I, I like the header, but, like, it's it gives me so much more control this way. Another follow-up fun Maryland fact. Maryland was the first state to pick a state exercise, and we picked Show Me Walking. Yep, walking. So thank you for all, pretty much everyone out there, engaging in our state sport, or state exercise. Did I say I'm high? Well, you said state exercise first. Yes, and state exercise second. So I'll I'll take the first one. You know this is this is Jeopardy rules. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, completely unrelated. Look at this, huh? Look at that. Yeah. Can you see that at home? Yeah. We are looking at Ben's new tooth or fake tooth. I'm sure they could hear it in my in my swagger and confidence that I'm coming at and you. Yeah. Holding back the the Yeah. This is just clever audio engineering. I'm, or it's not us putting our hands in our mouths. No, it's great Foley art. But this is the first time I'm coming at you with a full set of adult teeth. Ah, uh, nicely done. I'm a big boy now. You finally made it. Hey, there's some adults out there that uh, that'll never have a full set. Yeah. Now I need to do is uh, get a car and start watching the news. Yeah. You don't have a car. I do have a car. Oh, okay. And you don't watch the news? 
No, no. Good. Good. Uh, you, you wouldn't learn anything. No. Well, all this talk about sports is getting me kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, ready for the, the, this like epilogue to to that Newark night. Yeah. But I mean, before before we get there, I think we need to mention, you know, specifically like the the amount of stickers that we wore that night, just because we were a couple of asshole kids, and I think it was spring two thousand two. Yeah. So in it, addition to getting hosed down by a clown who used to date my mom on stilts, on stilts, in presumably striped pants, tasteful, he just fucking calls you out in the street. Like, what kind of a clown does that and then shoots you with fucking super soaker of you know unidentified liquid? Because all super soakers are unidentified liquid. Yeah, he totally broke character. I know the guy. The clown's not supposed to have specific kid friends. That's very weird. Yeah. Non-canonical. But for whatever reason, because we were just goofy assholes, and to, I think, uh, exemplify that that notion, or not exemplify, to amplify that notion, I remember clearly that I was wearing Mountain Dew brand shorts. Those are good shorts. Yeah, they lasted a very long time. I think I just grew out of them. I, I don't think they, uh, they they were surprisingly durable. But the reason I remember that is because uh, the aforementioned people running for ombudsman, county clerk. Oh, Cecil County Counselor. Or not not uh, Newcastle County Counselor. That was important. Dude, District 8. What's up? Comptroller, you know, whatever that is. Everyone's just running for shit, and they all just, I mean, it was, you know, the 90s had just ended. Everyone's like, what if I get a nice, slick bumper sticker? And so everybody, there were dozens and dozens of different bumper stickers and other occasional just, you know, circular ones to put on, I don't know, the back of your laptop if this were 10 years later. But so we just started grabbing these stickers and putting them all over our clothes. Mm -hmm. So by the end of the day, or the end of the night, we were... Just very glossy and difficult to bend, like without stabbing ourselves at the sharp corner of like what is now just thick bumper sticker paper that's encased us. Yeah, well, I I think one name stuck out to me, and and I tried to look up this person, but I I couldn't. But I do remember, I think the jingle that we had for them, and their name was Schnee S E H N E E, and it was vote for Schnee. Schnee is on my knee. Because we were wearing long <laughs> shorts and like put them down there. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, we were way more creative back then. Absolutely. Well, we also had uh, clearly no scruples because we took both sides of the aisle. We took every sticker we came upon, so we had competition. And there on were more ourselves. than two color stickers out there. <laughs> Hell yeah! And then uh, I don't know. We probably had some fucking funnel cake or some shit, and then we ended up back at your house. Yeah, probably. Uh... My my parents brought us back to the the car that they parked illegally in the University of Delaware a lot, but they knew that it wasn't going to be checked. Classic parents. Yeah. Well, my my parents are the type of people that like met in college and then stayed in that town. Yeah, that's that's where I'm from. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that we don't live there anymore. And so they they moved into their dream house in like the the late 80s and it had an in-ground pool which you know growing up with yeah that was that was a luxury and and usually you know friends ended up at my place my dad fucking hated the pool so much that like it's gone now they didn't move they didn't you know like seed the pool to like a neighbor or something they just got a backhoe in there with one of those fucking pneumatic jackhammers and battered it to pieces <laughs> folded it into itself and then buried it in dirt. Yeah, I I love just that, you know, you so you see so many empty pools in, you know, like skate videos and stuff or just in general when they're like cruising around like aerial footage. It's just like abandoned in-ground pools cuz you can just ignore them and nothing happens and it's fine. Like you can mm-hmm. just empty it. I love that your dad was just like, "Fuck this. We are eliminating this from our lives." Yeah, this is not an option anymore. Yeah, this is gone. Well, you know, running a pump like try like half the summer is a, is a shitload. Absolutely, especially when there's like leaves and and dead rats and like toads and shit that get into this pool. I mean, it, it you know it got gross at times, especially when you first open it up because we didn't 
drain it for the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it was it was always fun to have as a kid cuz you know, you had you had this nice bailout from the hot Maryland heat. Yeah. I mean, it never got like way way too hot in the pool either. It was always it was always pretty cool. As as pools are. Yeah, and you had that little slide to get into it. That was fun. Yeah, so we had to take that out cuz of insurance purposes in the mid 2000s. Oof. Yeah, I know that that really that really diminished like the effectiveness of the pool. Yeah. That was a good slide. It was a good slide. Yeah. But the yeah, the reason we bring this up is that, you know, now it's nighttime. The sing ground pool has a light in it. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I mean we me, my brother and, and some neighborhood kids had invented a game with a volleyball that we called skip ball. Yeah, skip ball. And it, it was all about like either overhand or side sidearm throwing a a volleyball. But it had to touch the water once, and then skip, and then hit the the rear edge of the pool, and that that was a point. I don't know. We usually played at like seven or eleven or something like that. But the there were handicaps to this because there there was a shallow end that was, you know, it was built at three feet, but it was really fucking two feet. Yeah, and there was a deep end that was that was built at five feet that was really four feet. So I mean, we were comfortable. In either regard, but you could move around a lot easier in the shallow end. Yeah. However, there were stairs in the shallow end as well. So you had stairs in one corner that, you know, you might hurt your ribs on, but, you know, if you're saving a point, you're saving a point. Yeah. And uh, so that was that was the game that existed. And I, I can't remember, and it doesn't really matter, if it was the first time I'd played it was that night, but it was definitely the first time I had played it at night. And so the shallow end was the end closest to to the house so you had sort of the the house and porch lights kind of lighting up that end and then the other end would have just been in complete darkness but there was a light at the end of it that lit that kind of backlit your opponent so it was it was very very cool to just like just come back after just us goofing around being sober eighth eighth grade attending dickheads or whatever grade we were in uh and then just like fucking get weird with a fucking volleyball and just huck it at each other a bunch well i mean i think it was born out of the fact that uh we always had a volleyball around during the family reunion time because my dad would set up a volleyball net the only time we ever had a fucking volleyball net in the yard but uh that was that's like the main event at the family reunion so i every now and then there would be a new volleyball you'd have a cast off volleyball so you know the cast off one becomes a pool toy hell yeah and guess what we're going to throw the ball around and sure enough like we figured out that like you could you could skip it pretty well and get some pretty good control on it and not just that but because the goal isn't to get it over the other side but actually hit the lip that requires finesse cuz anybody could just bounce it and have it go too high for the other person to grab it there's no skill there but you have to b- skip it and keep it low and so the blockable area is now very easy to to get it kind of full defensive coverage of but it was still a a higher scoring game than you would think yeah well i i remember there there were kind of two strategies in my brain as far as offense was concerned one was like the the kind of jump up and overhand throw yeah uh, maybe maybe off of the back wall of the pool and yeah. try to get the the ball to actually bounce as close to the wall as possible but i mean you you have the other person defending yeah. so so it's very easy to see where it's going you yeah. know it's it's just like trying to you know to shoot a a shot uh, like a penalty shot in in soccer like yeah if you telegraph where you're going, the goal is going to go there, and they're probably going to block it, yeah, yeah tough titties, but then the other way would be. Kind of skip it in the middle of the pool with a with a sidearm throw and try to try to just kind of dick dunk it in, you know, if you could fake out the guy. Um, yeah. But you know, there are there are a lot of head fakes, there are a lot of arm fakes. You know, I I wasn't that good with them, but it it was a hell of a lot of fun. I know that. Hell yeah. And I played that into my college years. My man. Basically, until that pool died and was buried where it lived. I'm surprised it didn't become full contact. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was no contact the, between the teams. You know, yeah, they had their sides. Yeah. It'd be like full contact dodgeball. Full contact origami. <laughs> nice. Nice. Hell yeah. But yeah, so uh, I think that kind of does it for uh, Regional Clowns and Newark Night. 
That's that's the main soda for this week. But the 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 other thing about this that James alluded to is that this is this is what kind of got this whole podcast started was his his girlfriend had heard somehow that that came up and then she reached out to me. Yeah, I, I think it was. I we were just talking, you know, on the couch watching TV or something. And there's some creepy clowns now in in movies and shit, and and killer clowns from outer space. You know, that's always a favorite uh, of mine, but. Uh, I was like, yeah, Ben's mom dated a clown. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I met that clown, actually, like, on, like, two occasions. Like, he, he shot me with a, a super soaker once. Hell She's yeah. like, uh, what? <laughs> Sorry, I, I have to text Ben now to get confirmation of this fucking story. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, she reached out and was like, you know, did this happen? Not in, like, well, not in a did this happen way, but she, she was just like, Jimbo just told me this. And I was just like, oh, yeah, not only that, but he performed, you know, at the White House and runs a dojo unrelated to clowning. And then I provided sources and just gave some links. I was like, if you want to check out his stuff, you can. And we did. I didn't realize he performed at the fucking White House for, like, multiple presidents. Yeah, kind of nuts. That's not even a regionally famous clown. Like, I know the region that we lived in had the White House in it, but, like, that's, you know, you're... I don't want to say in Cooperstown then, but like you're you're playing in in the show, man. Yeah, I mean you're you're up a class, you're up a tier, you're mm-hmm. you're you're dealing with a vendors coming to you and not having mustard for your pretzel, kind of. Wow. Yeah, that's quite a metaphor. Yeah, but uh, fuck, uh, I'm still high. I had something. Give me a second. Oh, then. Uh, Joan was just like, uh, I got to stop not immediately believing the shit you guys tell me. And uh, I, of course, was just, you know, reading these out to Reagan because it was funny. And she was just like, oh, like, I agree that it like the the stories that the two of you fire off are often very like, I think she, I don't think she said far fetched, but like some some synonym for that. But in a way that meant like, but like, you know, we can back them up half the time and also. No one ever wants to let the truth get in the way of a good story. None of our shit's too actual hard to believe. It's just weird. Yeah, and none of it's actually real. Because Because this reality reality is not a real one. one. But, I mean, in in our shared experience, you know, you kind of have a tolerance for this type of thing. Yeah. At at this point. Yeah. You just kind of go, huh, I guess uh, I'm getting squirted in the face by a clown. And then, you know, you cut to a few years later. You're playing skip ball in a fucking pool at night keeping your dad up on your 22nd birthday oh i was just gonna say you're watching a man fall asleep in an armchair in syracuse after doing a bunch of key bumps of cocaine and you're just like you know i've prepared for this yeah this is this is where it leads yeah this is that's fine all from that all from just little pokes of of weirdness. Well, I mean, I can't say that we were we were always the normalest people. We weren't always the coolest, uh, like we are now. But yeah, we were we were awkward as we still are. It's nope. just now now we're like a cool version of awkward. We're like a couple of bazinga guys now. We fucking get it. Oh yeah, yeah. Big shout out to the uh, large pop theory. Is it? Is that, oh, is it? I see yeah. what you're doing there. Oh, I love love those characters on that. That program. It's a good program. Uh, well, I don't know. You feeling some, like, a, a little bit, like a like a midsection or like a like a top part? Maybe maybe some sort of arachnid uh, back end, the, a, a web slinger. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a segment. Uh, if you'll yeah. uh, got one, it's a quick one. If you, if you, if you'll let me throw a new one at you. Yeah, I'll have you. All right. Give me, give me one quick sec. All right, one, 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 much harder to do after being old to my back now what i have here that the listener can't see is one of my most cherished stupid possessions it's a uh, a daily calendar that has i guess it's a joke a day calendar and i first encountered this in the shared office it was a woman who worked on first shift at a 
a warehouse that I worked in on second shift. And the jokes are all not even jokes. They're the stupidest organizations of words. And the woman who owned this, English was not her first language. And she wasn't super fluent either. And I was constantly wondering if she... I was afraid she was going to think these were actually jokes in English and, like, either repeat them or try to, like, intuit whatever the the thesis of the joke was. But anyway, a guy I worked with, I would just make fun of these all the time, and the guy, a guy I worked with bought me one after, after I left. It's the exact same calendar. The beauty is it just has the date. It doesn't have the, the day of the week. So you can just – this is good every day forever. It's just there. I don't think there's a uh, February 29th in it, but other you than that. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Now, let's do some quick math here. I'm going to do both. I'm going to read off the ones from today that we're recording and today for the listener when this comes out, which I believe is September 8th. So today is August 19th. So we're just going to flip through a little bit here. Uh, August yeah. September 8th is going to be two days after I've seen Ramstein at Foxborough. Oh, no. Oh, wait, no. Never mind. Never mind. That that got canceled. Ooh, it's even a dentist joke. So, the uh, poorly drawn artwork we have for August 19th is a person's head, a, a woman who is missing a front tooth. She's got a big goofy smile on. She's missing a front tooth. And the joke goes as follows. Dentist, I see you have a sweet tooth, madam. Patient, thank you for noticing. I suppose it is rather attractive, with an exclamation point. So, Mm. you can tell that one around the Zoom water cooler the next time you guys are having an online meeting. Yeah, and if you do, I'll virtually fight you. And now we need uh, today today for you at home, which is, I believe, September 8th. And if it isn't, fucking do something about it, huh? Listen to this next year. Anyway, September 8th, we got a picture of a woman. Uh, looks like she's clutching a sheet uh, up, towards her, up towards her chin, but she's got icicles hanging off her. It looks like she's shaking. She appears to be very cold. She's kind of blue in the face. And the joke is as follows. We had a sleepover at my auntie's last night. I wouldn't say her house is cold, but we had to put our blankets in the freezer to warm them up. Now, that's actually one of the closest things to a joke I've heard out of this, because it does at least have, like, that Rodney Dangerfield set-up punchline. Like, it's it's instead of a my wife joke, it's a uh, get-a-load-of-my-auntie's thermostat joke. Yeah, well... They they both landed on me. That's why I had to cover my mouth and mute my mic because I was laughing so hard. Oh, I just thought you were peeking and that it uh, it was automatically clipping and just oh, okay. remove. Yeah, just yeah. remove. No, it was it was hand over mouth and I muted. Yeah, just to make sure. Just to make yeah. sure. So uh, that was this week's joke of the day. Jokes. We're gonna bring that one back a lot because it's very important to get. Some semblance of momentum going after starting the whole podcast off rambly and high, uh, and then immediately kill it by delivering two sets of sentences. I'm not even going to call them jokes. Yeah, well, I, they're funny to somebody, and I somebody hope it's wrote not our these. listeners. Someone yeah. wrote these. Someone sat down. And I mean, I don't even mean like came up with like someone thought of it. they just sat down and wrote 365 sets of sentences and got paid to do it. And yeah, I wonder it. if they drew the pictures too, because there are pictures for each of them. I mean, they're not good pictures because they're not good sentences. Like it's a it's a pretty low budget affair the whole thing. But yeah, gotta say you know there that gives us something. At least it's somebody else's material we're finally reporting. You know, giggles. Go ahead and read that off for the listener. Giggles, 365 days. Silly jokes for kids from 8 to 88. Yep. Yeah, I'm fucking 5. Fuck you. Yeah, I mean, it is British, which does explain why in a few of them they call things like the lift or the loo. There's some extra U's scattered about. Yeah, they've misspelled gray. That's all fine, but that doesn't. None of that is uh, has any con- effect on the content of the or lack thereof of the joke. Anyway, 
Uh, that's enough on that. We're going to do that one multiple times in an episode probably f- from here on out just because I can already tell we've gotten a lot of heat. Everyone's liking that bit. That's a good bit. So yeah. uh, more of that, I think, in the future. Definitely. Definitely landed over here. <laughs> Hell yeah. So uh, I think that's going to uh, – that'll conclude this week's uh, crime fighting uh, serious uh, – Set of things here. Uh, yeah, we fought serious crime. Yeah, you know, we did it. Mm-hmm. If you uh, want to write in, which uh, only one person has so far, so if you want to, if you you can still make the top five, those spots are extremely available. Yeah, silver medal, bronze, and then whatever fourth is in the Olympics. We'll give you some points. You won't get a medal, you won't get on the podium, but you'll get some points for the final for your nation. Here's something you can do. If we did something with you, something weird, just one of us, write in, tell us about it, and we'll read that to the other person and kind of tell them a story, perhaps. We'll try that out. We'll see if there's any meat on that bone. But uh, we got a lot more stories for you. We got the, the second or third parts of a few of these um so yeah thanks thanks again for for listening you can email us at roadsodaspod at gmail.com you can follow us on instagram at roadsodaspod where i put up or we put up any relevant pictures and stuff to to what we're what we've talked about yeah what were you gonna say oh no i uh i didn't really have anything except for uh except for my parting words oh you got your parting words go ahead and uh, take us out jimbo with some of those uh classical nuggets of wisdom Take us out. What does that mean? I don't. I don't know what that means. Take us out. What does that even mean? What, what, like end the show? All right, go, go. I thought you were gonna do the fuck it. We'll do it live, like full. Well, I kind of jumped in in the middle there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I was ready for you to have memorized the whole bit. I do have it memorized. I, I was I was thinking about you know what does that even mean? It, end the show. All right, go go. All right, we will leave you with a can't do it, can't do it. Fuck it, fuck it, fucking thing sucks. Fuck it, we'll do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And that is it for us. We will leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. That's a master of work right there, ladies and gentlemen. And on that note, we're going to end it as we do every episode. Go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone.